Welcome to Booze and Banter. We're all friends here. We like to talk, drink a little talk, and have a really good beer. Beer. That's what we do Tuesday nights because we like to hang out. Booze Banter. Booze Banter. We never had no clout. I've never had no doubt. Well, fuck it. Whatever. Alright, let's roll. What's up, guys? Welcome to Booze and Banter, episode 43. Wow, what a week we've had. And it's just continuing to snowball, and it, it's, it's been a great week it, for everybody, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a good week for me. I don't know what the other two over here sitting sitting silent. All right, well, we're going to start this episode with some happies and crappies, and I want Baga Jabbar to just throw <laughs> it all out there for us. I want him to give me the happies, I want him to give me the crappies, and I want him to give me the sads and the mads. Let's hear it, dude. Come on. Give us the scaries. Oh, my God. I'm scared for my life right now as we're recording. If I die, let this be my um confession tape type deal. What are you, People... what are you confessing here? I guess not confession tape. Like let, let let this be my last recorded words is what I'm saying. Okay. The people below me right now are so loud and scary and banging the floor so hard. My pictures on my wall are shaking. I'm having a mini anxiety attack. I'm actually sketched out. Um it's crazy, right? What's happening right now and I'm like kind of even afraid to talk i'm not gonna lie to you i got my letterman right on me in case i need to like chop on somebody i got multiple tools for it um i got i got my nine wood right behind me in case things get real dicey but i am kind of sketched out right now like it's it's all fun and jokes but like i'm fucking like i'm a little sketched out and i want to move but um that's my first crappy um i'm sure it's going to continue to be crappy the rest of the night, but um, we'll get on to uh, my second crappy. James Harden being traded from the Houston Rockets. Let's go. Oh, wait. Let's go. I'm I'm on the Nets bandwagon. Nick, you with me? Yeah, oh, I'm on it. Dude, let's go Nets. Brooklyn, ride or die, day one. Been a Nets fan since KG went to the Nets. Shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> That's right. I do think uh, Jeremy Lin was on the Nets at one point in his career, wasn't he? I've been a Nets fan for years, dude. Yeah, Jeremy Lin, KG. That's all I can name right now. Paul Pierce. (laughs) Paul Pierce. (laughs) Yeah, um, so the reason I started liking the Rockets is because of James Harden when he got traded there from OKC. I got got to see this man grow, uh, be a perennial all-star player and MVP for the past candidate not just all-star player yeah past four or five years a perennial top three mvp vote um so it, it is bittersweet seeing him leave um i do think it's kind of shitty that the way that it happens almost like a messy divorce where he forced his way out which a lot of rockets fans have a an issue with but um i mean he had to go it was time he he basically said the day before he was traded after losing to the Lakers, um, the squad wasn't didn't have enough chemistry. They didn't have enough talent, and um, he didn't know what to do. And he said thanks, and he walked away. 
and that that forced ownership to uh, eventually trade him for four first round picks, um, four pick swaps with the Nets. We ended up uh, getting Victor Oladipo, um, Dante Exum. It's okay. Um, he is on an expiring contract as well this year. So um, I think their move, because we originally had uh, Levert, which is a bright young star from the Nets, and we traded him instantly for Oladipo. And I think the reasoning behind that would be um, that Oladipo is on that expiring contract. So that gives the Rockets um, power. They, they have a lot of draft picks and they'll have a lot of cap space in this free agency season. So, um, We'll see. They they could turn into like the Spurs, like post Kawhi. That's what I envision right now. So what, a shitty team that can't make the playoffs. I feel, they're gonna make the playoffs. Uh, I don't know if they. I don't playoffs. think they're they're not gonna make the playoffs. No fucking it, way. It depends. It, it really depends on how well Oladipo and Wall mesh together. Which Oladipo is an off ball guard this past year. He does really well off ball. So I think I think. They all have something to prove. They're all on contract years, and they're all coming back from injuries. Him, Cousins, and Oladipo, or him, Cousins, and Wall. So um, they could go out there and compete, and then they got some dogs on the defense that now that Harden's gone, now that this year's cancer is out of the locker room, I think it gives a lot of guys hope. If they were in the East, I think they would have a chance. But in the West, I don't know, man. I don't think they're 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 three and six right now. You know what the I'll, Wolves are? Three and eight. Right. So, like, they're, they're just sitting. I will say they are, are a lot more entertaining, three and six, than the Wolves are at three Whoa, and eight. Oh, relax there. They, they are. They're so much more entertaining to watch. Not just, like, all, like, drama entertaining, watching the James Harden fucking thing go down, but, like, actually watching the games. Because I have been watching the games because of me and Bach at the league pass, you know, so I've been watching the Rockets. And they're fun to watch. And, you know, even when they lose, they're a lot more fun to watch than when the, when the Wolves lose. I'll say that. Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm getting uh, Kawhi-less Spurs vibes right now, but I'm hoping that um, – I know if they make the playoffs this year that they get a better draft pick for some reason. They must have a, uh, a pick swap with somebody this year. So if they make the playoffs, they end up getting a better draft pick. Um, so I know they have something to play for. They're up right now at halftime, forty-eight to forty-five against the Spurs, and that's without John Wall playing. That's without Eric Gordon playing. I think they have that's eight a, eligible players right now. Yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough lineup. They they starting lineup you sent me. They they yeah their starting lineup tonight um, entailed two rookies. Um, obviously Oladipo isn't uh, eligible to play yet. Um, he has passed COVID protocols, same with the other players that we received, so we're very shorthanded. But we are up three points at halftime right now against the 6-5 and five Spurs, which is promising. So um, we'll, we'll see what the future holds very very early in the season. But um, that long story short, that ends my crappy. I'm going to uh, my happy. My mom and brother are coming up tomorrow through the weather to uh, see me and finally celebrate our Christmas. So I've been looking forward to that. Oh, nice. Is she adding to her tat? She is. She has a consultation with Steph. Nice. Let's so, go, Charity. Yeah. She's grinding. I'm not going to lie. Charity's fucking tattoo collection is getting lit. She's inked the fuck up, that's for sure. I, nobody mess with Charity. You sent Charity down to those two Mexican dudes down there. Oh, my God. She <laughs> would tie their legs in a pretzel knot and it would be game over. <laughs> it would be game. GG. Before we move away from Bach, we got to talk about the Doug Peterson. 
The firing of Doug Peterson. Okay, so this whole year you were bitching God, about I, Doug Peterson, right? Man, it has been a, an eventful week for you. Yeah. But, Dude, I'm in a low spot in my life right now. This whole year you're bitching saying Doug Peterson can't, shouldn't call plays, right? That's what you're saying the whole year. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he gets fired, and then you tweet out saying you're pissed that he's fired. I'm mm-hmm. confused. You're throwing so, me mixed signals. I originally thought it was uh, Doug's fault for everything that was going on in that organization. But it became quickly clear to me that um, the fault has been passed around from one person to one person only for the past seven head coaches. And um, his name is Howie Roseman, our general manager. He's the one that decides all the draft picks. He's the one that does all the scouting. He ultimately decides who we draft. And he has one draft pick out of his last 30 that has made the Pro Bowl. And that's Carson Wentz. And that says something about talent evaluation. That went. We pass up um, on DK Metcalf for some no name. We pass up on Justin Jefferson for Jalen Rager. Um, it, it's just bad, and I think it's sad at this point that the Eagles organization um, let go of a Super Bowl winning coach that has made playoffs three or four out of his five times, or three out of five times of being with the Eagles. Um, you just fire him, and there's no better candidate out there for the head coaching job right now. What, what are we going to end up with? Like, if we end up with Adam Gase, I'm going to taser my ball sack for fun. Like, that, that's how this, <laughs> Can this is how bad. Can we put that on record? Yeah. yeah. Go for it. Is it a um, block block? It's not, uh, <laughs> 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 uh, but, like, I mean, we don't have an offensive coordinator this season. We still don't have one. Uh, we lost our defensive coordinator in Jim Schwartz. And we lost our head coach, so we don't have any of our coach, main coaching positions filled right now. And we're losing, I believe we're losing our special teams coach, which our special teams unit is actually top 10 in the league for the past three years. So we're, we are losing all of our position coaches that matter, and um, it's looking ugly. So I don't, I don't see over, it. Starting over, baby. Starting over on every franchise you love. I, it's, it's really a tough year. I really <laughs> did sell my soul for a Super Bowl in 2017. It's really going downhill. Is it, but, was it worth it? Um, you know, I was I was asking myself that. Yeah, it's worth it. But like, I think I was too young to appreciate. <laughs> like, I, sh- I I don't deserve it. That I didn't deserve it that early in my life. You know, like a lot of people have been waiting like their whole lives to win a championship. Like, and I I got it when I was in college. Like, it it just doesn't seem right. But I already peaked, Dude. so oh, I can't man, go back. This- you are down bad right now. I, I can hear it in your voice. This is this is sad, sad, I sad. He's got to be quiet for his life though, as well. So it's a nice mix of things. How's Liverpool doing? They are the one team that is doing good for me. They're tied for top of the table right now with Manchester United, I believe. So um, I knew that. that's why I asked. I just they, wanted to get a, <laughs> put a little bright spot. In this yeah, 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 that's my uh, that's my one bright sports spot. For the, year. But the, the wild season openers tonight, so um, hopefully the wild can do good this year. Well, I love the wild. I do like the wild out of Minnesota teams. That's your. I'm not a huge hockey guy, I, you know, mainly because like I don't really know how to skate too well. So you know, it kind of it's like every time I watch hockey, I just like infuriates me because I know I couldn't do anything even close to what they're doing. Yeah, I used to I used to play hockey, so it's a little. Well, I say I used to play hockey like I played it all the time. I I played it for one year, but I also played a shit ton of pond hockey, like before I started playing hockey. So I'm, I'm 
I can hold my own in hockey, that's for sure. But I don't watch it a lot. But I, when I do watch it, I, I do love watching hockey because I think it's one of the more entertaining sports to watch because I think it's it's so fast paced, it's ridiculous, and uh, I uh, I do enjoy watching it and I love playing it. But it is a very physically demanding sport. Lawrence, um, you're happies and crappies while we're at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. For those of you who cannot already guess, uh, my crappy. The crappy is obviously this just embarrassing display that Pittsburgh <laughs> w- decided to call a game. <laughs> well, were they ten and zero? Were they ten and zero? Eleven and zero. Eleven and zero, and then twelve and four. So they lo- they went one and five after going undefeated. <laughs> yep. Yep, which I don't think has ever happened before. And I also speaking of never happened before, I also don't think the I don't I don't know if this is is real or true, but I don't think ever in a playoff game has there been 28 points scored in the first quarter by a team. Oh, just getting wrecked. <laughs> let alone let alone the Cleveland Browns and against one of the top That's defenses in the league, even though it was all the offense's fault. Like God, the boys are down bad this week. Yeah. <laughs> we're fucking first first day of our vacation. Cole's wearing the fucking Steelers jersey, and it was rough. In instantly, everybody's giving him shit in the whole cabin, and it's not like Cole has many places to go. We're in a little cabin in the Lake of the Woods. Yeah, it was. It was. I think there was nine minutes and forty six seconds left in the first quarter, so we're p- barely pushing five minutes into the game. And it's like fourteen nothing. Browns are on like the eighteen yard line. I'm like, oh yeah. my fucking god! And then when they scored, I literally just looked at everyone. I was like, should we just play Tripoli? Like, do you guys want to play Tripoli? I don't want to watch this game anymore. <laughs> so I started just getting. I just asked Nick to come over because I had I got a new uh poker chips and a new poker set for Christmas. And I was like, Nick, can you help me just open up these poker chips so I can just get my just stop looking at the fucking TV? So I just. Got poker going, and then we played poker, and I didn't really pay attention to it uh, after that because I know it isn't impossible, but coming back 21 nothing in the first five minutes, like, well, like seven minutes. Let's talk about it, that first offensive play by the Steelers. <laughs> how about the first four? Like, <laughs> yeah. literally, there was there was a snap over Big Ben, which, Pouncey, how long you been in the league, dude? Or how long you been the snapper? Like, and Ben's six four or three. Six five. So he's he's a big dude. He's six he, four. Yeah, he's huge. He he jumped up with an arm, guarantee vertical probably no more than maybe twelve inches. But he jumps up with his arm up in the air. So like you gotta oversnap this by not like you he oversnapped him by like eight feet. Like cause you typically want your snap, you know, like right in the chest stomach area, so like three feet off the ground. And he snapped this ball 10 to 11 feet off the ground. You gave her a little yuck out there, huh? Yeah. He made and, a basket. And you <laughs> see Big Ben's attempts to fall on it, too. Like, I completely get you don't want to get injured, but you're in the fucking playoffs. I don't care how old you are. Just lay on the fucking ball. Don't be a little bitch about it. I know you're old. You don't want to get hurt. 
That but, man's probably fucking has so many aches and pains in his body. He probably can't even bend down without fucking breaking a backbone. You're, you're not. Is, you're probably oh. not wrong. But you got to have a playoff mentality. He just, they basically just bend over and gave it and just and just let him let him have him. And it was, it was hard. It was hard to watch. But I'm honestly glad I only watched the first like eight. Well, I don't even want to say I'm glad that I watched that because that you was glad so you much. But I'm just, I'm just happy that i stopped watching it and we actually ended up having a good rest of the night we played poker had a good time so i'm over it i'm not gonna i'm not it is what it is it is what it is and i don't know how many more it is what it is i, I have left in me but it is you have a lot is. you have a lot trust me <laughs> is big ben officially done do you think he's 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 out oh man i think him and pouncey are retiring this season i'll say that I think that I don't know. I I think probably I'm not going to be upset if they stay longer. I'm not going to be too upset if they leave because it's kind of been on that point where I'm like, you know, maybe he should go, maybe not. Well, beginning, I mean, obviously first like 10, 11 games, he actually played great. Like he had the quickest release. He had um, a pretty solid rating. He didn't have many interceptions com- compared to previous seasons, I should say. Um, so I was like, hell yeah. Like, God, maybe that collarbone injury or that elbow injury fucking helped him out. So he's a little more afraid. So he's smarter, gets rid of the ball faster. And it just, it just kind of showed that when it comes to clutch situations that they just, they couldn't handle the pressure and they lost to the Cleveland Browns who haven't been in the playoffs in like 13 to 16 years or something like that, I want to say. And they didn't just lose. Oh, my God. They got spanked. They got embarrassed. I mean, the the final score actually wasn't horrible, but just the 28 nothing in the first quarter. Like, what do you fucking expect? You you can't let that happen at any time, let alone the first playoff game of the season against the fucking Browns. Rant over. Cole, I got one last question for you. Uh, do you follow Juju on TikTok? I do not follow Juju on TikTok. I don't have TikTok. Okay. <laughs> what did he do? No, no, I no, I don't, I don't have TikTok either. I'm just wondering if you're a diehard Steelers fan or not. Uh, I don't follow any Pittsburgh Steelers Instagram. I do have a a little bit of a Twitter Twitter action that I follow, but other than that, no, no. I used to follow Antonio Brown, and then he had his little scandal. So, stopped doing that. Didn't but now like that. he's back in the league, baby. Looking okay. Yeah, Looking now he's back in the league, but he doesn't even play for Pittsburgh anymore. But, anyway, that was my crappies. That was a bit of a long one. Uh, happies. Uh, I got a lot of happies. Though. Oh, I actually do have one more small crappy. Um, <laughs> Add it to the pile, baby. <laughs> this, this, one is, this one is complete random, but I just figure, figured I'd throw it in there because it's taking part while we're talking to the podcast uh yesterday when we got back jen and i had bruschetta for supper which was great was very good um but you toast french baguettes which are just real once you cut them up they're real little pieces of toast basically and i took a a bite of it after i had it all built up with my cheese and my whatever else i wanted on it and i swallowed a piece of bread and it was really hard and cut the shit out of the inside of my throat so my throat hurts like ass and it's not it's strictly from when i swallowed this because i literally swallowed it 
and Jenna even said to me, like, that looked like it hurt, and it, like, just scraped going down my throat and just really sucks. So that's that's a bummer, too. I've been drinking a lot of water. <laughs> we had a rough week. <laughs> but the thing is, it was actually a great week for me. That's the thing. Less those two things. Less those two things is actually a great week because obviously I'm sure you're going to throw this in one of your happies, but <laughs> we went on an ice fishing throat. trip in Lake of the Woods. So I got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off to go ice fishing uh, for my my first time ever actually ice fishing. Um, just very lax weekend. Uh, just get up, go out, ice fishing, drink some beers, have some whiskey if you get a good fish. Um, just bullshit with family. Um, so it was really good. I got extra days off and, and had a blast. Um and also, I got um, two phone interviews from different companies, and they're actually very good companies in the Fargo-Moorhead area. They're, uh, in my opinion, I'd say some of the top, probably the top three to five uh, companies in this industry in, in the Fargo-Moorhead area. And I got uh, a phone interview with two of them, and with one of them, I have an interview tomorrow, uh, an in-person interview. And in the other one, I have... Um, I'm waiting for them to get back to me, which they should either tomorrow or early next week. So that's awesome. Yeah. So good, good stuff happening there. Um, and yeah, and the trip and good supper last night. Just cut my throat a little bit, but the bruschetta. It'll happen. <laughs> All right, I'll go next before cool. I forget Let's hear it. and panic out again. Uh, my crappy. I'll start with the crappy since we had a lot of bad negativity. I'll add on to that. Uh, the Ohio State Bless Buckeyes, uh, they got kind of spanked by Alabama on Monday for the national championship game. That was uh, that was tough. You know, I'm a Buckeye fan. Um, it was tough, but, you know, it was a good season after, you know, ending 7-1. and one, But I wish we could we could have got that one last game. But, you know, overall, still a successful season. That's And that's all my crappies I have. So, oh, my God, Nick, you're blinding me with that flashlight. Happy for me. Crappy for Kanye and Kim Kardashian. I, you oh, guys, they're getting divorced. <laughs> Why is that like, You know, Alle- they, allegedly. Allegedly, you know. They, I, well, they've been on rough patch for quite a while. It's, it's felt like yeah, years. For, for for a couple of years for sure. Is that a happy for you because Kanye's open or Kim's open? No, no, no. Well, I'm not even thinking anything like that. I'm thinking about the new music Kanye about to drop. <laughs> you know That's when he, true. What, oh God, now I'm blanking on the album that he dropped when he, him and his fiance broke up back in like 2007. 808s and Heartbreaks. Oh, dude, that shit was fucking dope. You know Kanye's gonna be dropping some mad beats coming up. You know, the best music comes from somewhere from from either like extreme joy or extreme like sadness, like real emotion. And you know that this 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 is just like brewing up to be a perfect album coming up. So just everybody watch out for the next Kanye album. And that's uh and then some more personal things. I guess uh today was a beautiful day. And I'm just going to say that's my happy. It was after lunch. It was beautiful. Sunny out. It was like 50 degrees. out. I was sweating. It's just it was just a nice day today. And, you know, I'm just I'm just grateful that, you know, it's not 30 degrees and freezing and fucking negative 30 and snowy. It's just it's just beautiful. And that's all I got. Well, rub that in. Jesus fucking Christ. It's negative 30 and snowing out here. But. Happies and crappy. Okay, so I don't 
think I really have any crappies for this week. Come on, you gotta find something here. This is this is the crappy episode we got. I know you guys are really finding some crappies, and I cannot find one. Like my team, the Nets, that I've been <laughs> on since 2013, finally got James Harden. It's been crazy. True okay, fan. yeah, I'm a true it's fan, dope. dude. <laughs> My your crap, uh, your crap it could be that you can finally admit that you've been a bandwagon closet James Harden fan for your whole life until you went to the Nets. My uh, my happy is that I'm able to finally tell everyone that I'm a James Harden fan because he's on my team. Suck it, Baka. No, yeah, but I I got a couple kegs so i'm gonna have a kegging system here at the house soon so that's gonna be really fun kegs and beer um and yeah it's just been it's just been good you know everything's everything's been solid i caught a 24 and a what a 21 inch walleye coal yes you did Is that what it was? so that was yeah. those were some solid fish um we ate fish i yeah it was, it was a good it's a good week so no crappies for me love it love it but we, we ate a lot of fish. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Uh, just absurd amount of fried fish. It was all great, but I mean, if fish sweats was, was it a all thing fried? Like meat sweats is. Whew, I was there. Was what it all what? Feels? Was it all fried? Did you guys ever do any other techniques, or did it just a simple battered them up and fried them up? I didn't do shit, but Dad and Tim, you know, they made some beer batter. They made some Ritz crackers batter. They basically it was all battered and fried somehow. Yep, yep. the American way. It was good exactly. Battered, Actually, fried, and fucking malt vinegar. Yeah, let's go. Uh, see, that's that's where I stop. I, I'm I'm a tartar sauce guy, not a malt vinegar. I'll go with the tartar. I bet you like malt vinegar with your chips, Fields. I. Like malt vinegar, I do, but I also love homemade tartar sauce. I love a good tartar, dude. You, I you, actually do really like a good tartar too, so I'm I'm glad that we're on the same page with that one. I like, did not expect that. Well, I did I did expect you to like tartar sauce, but I didn't expect you to like not like malt vinegar with your fish as much as tartar. I guess. I do like kombucha. I, I do like kombucha. Like malt vinegar is good, but I guess I. I didn't really have any experience with malt vinegar growing up. I don't really think I had any like malt vinegar until I moved to Moorhead and went to a junkyard. Like that's probably the first time I ever experienced the malt vinegar in chips or fries, you know, types of deal. But before that, I, I never had that experience. So I don't have any nostalgia with it. Like, but with tartar sauce, that came from day one, a one, you know, from early on when someone makes a nice tartar, it's just like whew, next level. I'll throw malt vinegar on anything. That is true, Nick. Yeah, that's that's one thing I do know about you. You will fucking chug a bottle of malt, vi- malt yes. vinegar before it goes. Yeah, you should you should have seen how much he was throwing on his fish. I was like, oh my goodness, man! You don't even taste the fish at that point. Um, but... Tasting a little bit of malt vinegar with some mushy fish is great. Yeah, it, instead of you know, like using the malt vinegar as dip, it's more like using the fish as a substance to get the malt vinegar into your body. Exactly. It's a vehicle. It's a vehicle, yes. <laughs> Transports the, the bottle into your body without you looking like a homeless man, you know, That's drinking exactly. malt vinegar. That's exactly fucking right. The, uh... So, I know we don't like getting political at all, but it's kind of impressive. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
here. <laughs> this is straight out of the fridge cold. <laughs> it's still doing that? Yeah. That uh, is, it's, it's, it's still going. Yeah, that I mean, is the biggest head with no fucking liquid. When you, when you uh, actually, this is a cool. Okay, so when you get that all the way down, you should tell me how much yeast comes out of that. How do I tell that? Because it'll be like all milky at the bottom, like my beer is. Okay, I let it. I let it float down. That was that was <laughs> half the can of it exploding. I opened it over the uh, sink, and it poured straight into the cup. It exploded. Explain. They can that way too early. Then explain what we're looking at with Baca's beer here. Ex- Nick, explain this shit. <laughs> it just so he going down. <laughs> yeah, he's drinking a fruit beer. And so it has like a really big head because the yeast is eating the fruit as it's going. Um, but I'm thinking that they probably canned it way too early because even when it's cold, the yeast is like extremely active and creating like the world's biggest head. And it's like coming out of the can too. So we have a half inch of beer and then about six inches of foam. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. This is the worst eighteen dollars ever spent in my life. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know about that. Remember when you spent a hundred dollars of your grocery money on a drone? You flew twice and broke it. You think that was the worst? <laughs> this for the best, purchase? best two flights in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Grandma, for the Target gift card. Yeah, I talked him into that so quick. <laughs> that was true, Nick. That was a hilarious purchase. <laughs> there's a bunch there's a bunch of residue on the side of the glass where the foam went down. Is that the yeast? Could be. I think that's a spit. I think someone fucking hates you, dude. I don't know if you can see through. Dude, yeah, it looks look... a little chunky. Why's your beer got pulp? That's that exactly what it looks like, bro. I don't know. Well, I don't it's know. a fruit beer, so it might. Is it... They just but added the cherries. pulp to the beer and called it fruit. That's <laughs> that's insane. That, that whole so glass Baca's... was full, and this how much I got out of that. Yeah. When did you? How much more beer you got left? I got two more of the of those. No, in your can that you that you that you poured in there. A little. It feels like a little bit more than half. Like a like a half tad beer. So pour, so pour, pour the rest like in there. Way on the side, really pour slow. Pour the rest in there. Way in the on camera. On camera. Yeah. Let's see what happens here. Way on the side, really slow. I thought we learned a new technique to pour where you just throw it right this in. This will the... not work that way. There we go. There we go. I am confused. Did you just have a t- terrible pour your first time, Bach, or is this beer just no, that No, every, every, every time you open it, it just explodes. <laughs> oh! Nice. And okay. Oh, so, yeah, that, that, that's the full beer right there. Yeah. Have they... you tried opening the beer very, very slowly? I could try that. We can we can test this three two more times tonight <laughs> because this the first theory... two were unsuccessful. Have you heard the nice theory is where you video. crack it open just you, you got to crack it open just slightly at a fucking horizontal angle at a fucking perpendicular to the ground. Okay, you crack it open or parallel to the ground, and just slightly. So then it slowly escapes those bubbles, and then you pour it right every time, hundred percent. If there's enough CO2 build up, you could huff it and get high. What can, do you think can... about... Go ahead. Go ahead. What do you think about shotgunning this beer? How do you think that would go? I feel like my lungs would expand with absolute... It, it'd be like 
uh what what's it called old faithful inside my body like the first one i opened like i wasn't expecting it um it started shooting out so my first instinct was like okay i gotta like put set your me down, like, it, drink yeah. it and it kept going so fast it spit out my nose it fell all over my keyboard my pants my my shirt all over the floor and then it i had to put it i had to place it inside of a garbage can to let it keep going because that's how like reactive it was to being cracked but yeah there is a lot of residue left in this thing you should definitely send a video the next time you open one because i just want to see a live live action of this oh and then we send it to revelation aleworks and get a bunch of free beer let's do it yeah that would work i i do want to uh bring something up i did witness uh fields just dump beer in the garbage no oh it I wanna, I wanna. Before anyone says anything, no, I, no, no, I don't have a cup, and I was trying to see. This is the beer I'm reviewing, and I, I, you know, I got that internal clock. I can feel it. I feel the beer review coming up. I don't have a cup, and I wanted to see what color it was, so I just poured it like just a, just a little bit. Oh, that's what it was. Was it? I just want to say that I'm not pouring beer away. I just, you, sh- little... you should have poured it on your desk and zambonied it back up. See, just, that's that's why we keep you around, Cole. You got the fucking ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that next. I'll do it right now. No, I, actually, I, got, I got a bunch of paint on my desk. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I just had to call it out because I was like, I don't know if anyone else saw that, but me, but Cole just like out of nowhere just dumped some beer in the fucking garbage. I was like, what is that <laughs> I was, about? I was hoping no one would see that, but you know. It was quick. It was just like a quick like, like poop right down there, but I'm like, what the <laughs> I love that you called him out for that. He deserves to get called out for that shit. While I was doing it, it was one of those things where I was like, I hope no one sees this because this looks kind of fucking weird what I'm doing. But... It did. It did. That's why I, like, Bach was telling his story and I literally, I was so close to just interrupting him because I was like, what the fuck? But I, just, <laughs> but I just let it go because I was being a respectful guy, but I had to bring it up. It was, it was just sitting in the back of my mind. I'm like, oh my God, what in the flying fuck? But. I, this would be a pretty fairly quick beer review. I mean, we could jump to it since we're talking about it so much, but we well, do. I, no, I will, we got to talk about. Yeah, I want to talk. I want to talk about our boy Donnie T getting fucking impeached twice now. Legend okay. is <laughs> legend. That's, that's the thing. Is it's it, just huge. Is it impressive? Dude. Is it sad? What? 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 what is, is it? Is it impressive? The, Imagine all... getting impeached more than you've been elected. That's impressive. Yeah, <laughs> you've been elected once. You've been impeached twice. Where else do you get those records at? Who else is gonna follow you up? Is someone gonna go for three? I doubt it. So that's gonna be a long-standing record. You tell you're gonna be in the history books, Hall of Fame, positive or negative, no matter what your politics are, Hall of Fame, baby. I, um, okay. I've actually seen before you dive into this, because this isn't as, uh, I guess, important, but I did see this little meme or something, or this just little picture of what, oh, it's, uh, it's Ben Affleck, like, outside with the cigarette where he just looks beat, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, seen that? And it's, yeah. like, the 90, the 90s babies on their 10th, like, already on their 10th historic event in their lifetime. It's so fucking true, actually. Like, just the last, like, not even the last year or two, obviously, that's been... Think of over the last, like, 20 to 30 years, how much shit has fucking went down. Like, bad shit. I know. 
things we're able to talk about was a storm of 91. No, we got fucking 9-11. We got fucking coups. We got fucking impeachments. Yeah, we had, we had a lot of shit, man. We had... We Ebola isn't near as bad, but I mean we've had Ebola and we've got obviously Corona and we've got impeachment. Donald Trump lit, I'm not lying. Riots almost World War Three or beginning of twenty twenty. We almost fucking nipped World War Three right in the butt right away. But it it's been nuts just looking back on all the shit that has happened and not of course not only just the last year, but just the last twenty, a lot of stuff has happened. So instead of talking about the uh, the riots at the Capitol in a negative sense, I would rather bring it up like this. If you were a rioter at the Capitol, what would be the one thing you would go in and do Ooh. as a rioter? Because you see people like stealing mail, you see people stealing podiums, but like, what is the one thing that you would go and do if you were a rioter? Okay, to be I'd honest. I'd rather be fun about this. To be you, honest, I do don't you, know. I don't know much what happened at the at the Capitol. I have been. I don't really watch the news, so I'm kind of uninformed. Are so, you for sure not going to get caught, or is there potential that you get caught? I mean, it's just exactly this. Like, let's just say you were there, and we're you talking felt the, the Capitol building, there. right? Like the White House. Well, no, the Capitol. It wasn't the White House. Oh, see, it's see, I have no idea. I fucking, I'm telling you, I'm uninformed. All right, I'm gonna let Baka give the breakdown because I feel like you already talked about this in the obvious. What happened over the Capitol the weekend? Yeah, we, we actually didn't talk about it surprisingly. Um, but basically, there was a coup on the Capitol building. Um, Trump held or Trump supporters literally overtook like four lines of defense. Overtook the Capitol building. Um. There's guys vaping and smoking weed in the building. Um, some dude sat at Nancy Pelosi's desk, stole a piece of her mail, put his feet up on the desk, and thought he was hot shit. Some dude walked out with like the podium in the Capitol. Like the, people got uh, shot. One one lady did die, and the one guy died of a heart attack because he I was so was like five there. dead. Like, I, I'm not, like, I don't know. Like, when I get into it, I get, like, I say shit I shouldn't, so I don't know if I if I should continue. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I don't know a ton. I just know what social media. I haven't really, like, dived, dove into it on, like, I guess good sources. But then again, what the fuck's a good source nowadays? But booze and banter. True. So, True. So I break in there, let's say, okay, I'm one of, the, I'm one of those people. I break in there. The first thing I do is I go find the presidential bathroom and I take Ooh. the biggest shit I possibly can on the presidential toilet in the presidential bathroom. With extra toilet paper so it does not flush. Oh, just do an upper decker. Upper yeah, decker. I mean, I don't know what I'm doing there, but I just know, like, if I'm running in there, my first, first on my mind is, like, I got to find Trump's toilet and I got to see how nice this thing is. Like, is it cushioned? Is it Here, gold? Here's a question know. I have. Do you think the presidential toilet has a bidet or not? Because Ooh. that was not an American invention, the bidet. This is, well, Trump has had the bidet removed if it wasn't an American invention. <laughs> Actually, I heard uh, when the French gave us the Statue of Liberty, it also came with a bidet. And I heard it, that's the bidet that's in the Capitol building. That's what. That's just what I've okay. heard of. Okay. So that's what I'm doing. 
So I don't know if you guys want to follow that up, but I'm fun in that first presidential toilet. So I'm Nick. I'm trying to think of something cool to do, but honestly, I don't know what the I don't know what's in the Capitol building. I have fucking no idea. Besides, like, is that that's like where the senators and the House of Representatives meet? Okay, like, but what else is there? Is it is there cool all the, shit there? All the ballots that they were counting. What what am I gonna do with a ballot? It's a piece of paper. Like I I don't know. Like that's that's. I don't know. You could steal a piece of Nancy Pelosi's mail. Like that's <laughs> fun, dude. I mean, there's literally nothing to do except get arrested for being a terrorist on our country. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go and find like a fake plant. I'm stealing a fake plant. Okay, that's that's how boring the Capitol building. Wait, is. wait. Actually, I have a better one. I go into the Capitol building and I bring back planking. I'm plank all over the <laughs> I take TikToks of me planking all over the Capitol building. And I bring it back. So okay. if this wants to take T-Boeing, you can do it. I want to tag team with you. And while you're planking, I just want to revive the dab and just do infinity dabs right behind you as you're planking. Yes. Is the dab dead? You're reviving? I thought the Dude, dab you could coordinate alive. a pretty sick, like, Black Beatles uh what the fuck's it called? What what was where are you? Mannequin challenge. Yeah, the mannequin yeah. challenge. That would be that'd be a pretty good one if you could get enough people to coordinate it right. No, it'd be hilarious if it was only like three people and everybody else is going to town behind you and you're just doing the mannequin challenge. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, have, you have someone planking. They're like, wow, he's really good at this. This guy's hard. <laughs> yeah, this guy's fucking going off of right there. I saw some funny shit. Drops. I saw some funny shit on Twitter though. It was like, it was like some people's uh, defense for going there was like, I got caught up in the moment. Did you see this on Twitter? It's uh. like, yeah. So you fucking bought a plane ticket, planned to go there on a specific day, went, went and bought masks, went and bought weapons, um, busted through security because you got caught in the moment. That sounds like a couple moments there, buddy. I think the best tweet I saw was that actually had me rolling on the floor laughing, R-O-F-L, you know. Um, it said... <laughs> <laughs> it said, I'm no longer impressed that Nicolas Cage was able to steal the Declaration of yeah, Independence. That is the one thing I did see. I, I fucking like that one, too. And then, what are some things in your life that are harder to get into than the capitol building was oh dude you know what is harder to fucking access than your fucking the capitol building your lunch pin if you forget your lunch pin when you're in like elementary school you're fucked dude. <laughs> yes. you can't get your lunch your that password day. for anything these days they make a reset it like every like six months and i'm i'm losing i'm running out of passwords dude it's harder to get in my own account so then it's the capitol building i think the harder thing to get into the capitol building is those fucking spinning doors when you're a child. <laughs> you don't know when to hit it. I would, you don't know when to hit it. And you just kind of sit out there. In. Hard to exit. I'm saying that right now. Previously saran wrapped leftover food in the fridge. <laughs> that is harder to get into <laughs> than the Capitol building. I would say <laughs> opening up my school locker when I didn't memorize the code in high school. Yeah. That's harder okay. to get into than getting into the Capitol building. A pet store on Black Friday is probably harder to get into than the Capitol building. God, dude. There's... Other countries got to be just just rolling just, at us. Don't we look so weak after that happened, though? Like, Yeah. Or they're like, the Americans 
went in and stormed the Capitol building. We're not fucking with them. Because they, no, they're they're probably like we don't even have to start a war with them. They're gonna self destruct themselves, so might as well let them do it and hop on the right opportunity. That's kind of what I think. I mean, they may do a little bit of uh, cyber warfare, of course, but like they're just gonna be like, we don't even need to fucking do anything. These guys literally are gonna do have a civil war soon, like because it's it's what we're almost in. It's just not obviously. Not to the extent near, and I do kind of want to emphasize that, but I mean, it almost seems like it. It's just constant left versus right, and that's and it's just. I, I kind of ranted a while a, a while ago. I sent in a group message we have about how I'm basically just so sick of just turning on anything other than like a streaming service like Netflix right. or something. If it's anything TV, it's just chaos. It's just fucking chaos and yeah, it's I'm so sick too i fucking that's why i don't even know what's going on because i'm so sick of this shit it's just like i it's just I'm, annoying it's like i want to go back to the days where you turn on the news and you're like this is fucking newsworthy why the fuck right. is this shit even on the news but it's just now it's literally just chaos and and, and you guys are alone or, oh and the forest fires we even talk about those too about the last like like the last few years shit going down the forest fires are been just awful and Oh man, so many. So I think that I think the two-party system is so flawed and so outdated. Everyone yep. is either hard right or hard left. There's no room for in between. It makes you force vote for what party that you grew up believing in, and it, it it's just cancer. And a lot of people don't watch the news nowadays, like you guys. Like it, it's all drama. It's all sad. It's all depressing. Like yeah, it's nobody nobody wants to watch it. So. A lot of people even they just don't and and it's more people than you would think. A lot of people don't watch the news and it, it it's it like is that really... classic saying you like you watch the fo- news, you're you're misinformed, you don't watch the news, you're uninformed. It's like one of those things. Yeah, right? dude, and and it's I'm legit at the point where I get my information from reading articles and podcasts because I can choose to read whatever articles I want to but when the news is on you have to watch whatever's on the news so I just read specific articles and listen to podcasts because the news is just complete and utter just carnage and chaos right I I mean I went I went to college for news like a broadcast journalism and like even when I was in college it's just like they they preached on bias, but like every news station that you go to has a bias. It doesn't matter. There's there's no news station out there that really that isn't unbiased. Well, you know, like and, national and news thing, media. It's really really fun. I I love getting my news from like BBC, from like the Brits because they just call the out. Guardian. Oh my god, it's so fucking funny, dude. So good. Like, they'll just call it out as it is. Because, you know, like, Fox News is never going to say that a coup happened. And then fucking, you know, CNN is like, a coup happened. You know, and and these people are like, Trump supporters uh, have been deemed to be the least intelligent of all Americans. Or these Trump supporters, some shit like that. And it's just, like, just shitting on people. And it's hilarious. And it says, like, I don't know. BBC is lit, especially if you read the comedy section where they give you the news. Like, oh, it is awesome. I'm I'm a pretty big believer in. I think it's ridiculous that you have to be 55 to run the country. Right. Because How a fucking absurd is I, that I, rule? I get that there should be an Wait, age. What? 
an age minimum, For like presidency? you should a twenty two yeah. year old or whatever 35. shouldn't be able to run, but like somebody 30, who literally is born in the sixties. It's it's thirty five. To be how many thirty five year olds out there yeah. do we have in the Supreme Court, Congress, presidency? How I'm many just have we seen? Straight presidency. I know. I'm just, I'm just saying, like how flawed of a system it is. Like they're living back in their day, and they think they know what's going on. But now we have all these up and coming people that are like these guys. They can't relate with us at all. It's 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 all fucking. It's a mess, and they they don't understand. And there will never be change with a two party system with the old people that are still in office and the life terms are fucking ridiculous. I'll say it. I've been saying this a long time. Why, why like all the presidents that we've had, not all of them, obviously, but like JFK was the, ti- the typical president, like that candidate is like 70 years old. How many 70 year old, do you know, that are like, that are just like, like saying savvy. Yeah, it's like they're fucking old. You're 70 years old. That's fucking so fucking old. That's why I was such a big fan of Andrew Yang. He he's like 40 something, but he he's like in tune with what's going on in the world right now. And I I agree with, I would say like 85 to 90 percent of his viewpoints on the world right now. Like I wish Andrew Yang was the the Democratic uh, candidate. Like I think he would have been great for the world right now. If there's an age like minimum, there should be an age maximum. You can't be fucking eighty years old becoming president. You're fucking. You're almost. You're dead. You're walking corpse, dude. I'm sorry. You've lived right. eighty years. You're fucking a walking corpse. You're no. Con- congratulations for living eighty years, bro. Yeah. But we don't need you running our country. Yeah. A- average. So it is thirty-five, Nick, for minimum. But the average age of presidency upon a session. It's like 65 is 55 in three months. But I mean, recently it's just like we got just people that are 60 and 70 are just, I don't know. You're not in tune with like, you you know, of today's issues, obviously, because that's like your job and, and, you know, but you don't really understand, you know, like it's been 40 years since you fucking were like nobody. Like you've been, you've been a career politician for 40 years. Like, what do you? How are you still up to date with what is the like the new issues coming up? You know, right? Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's a flawed yeah, system clearly, that we we're have. clearly all in tune here. So George Bush, Bill Clinton, and Donald Trump are all at the age of seventy four right this moment. And think about how long ago Bill Clinton and George Bush were president. George exactly. W. Bush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all seventy four. Isn't that like, nuts? Yeah, it is nuts, but it's also nuts that we elected the president we did at the time because he was old as shit. Like, if George Bush or Bill Clinton ran again, Bill Clinton can't because he was impeached. But if, if they did, let's say they could, we'd be like, you guys are old as shit. You already ran our country 20, 30 years ago. It's back but, to what Bach was saying. The two-party system's fucked, dude. Cause super they pick, flawed. They you, get, you get one candidate, and everybody, everybody else in Congress and on the Supreme Court is all the same age, too. It's like... We, we're putting all these old people out here to make decisions for the future when they're living in the past. It, it, it's just, it doesn't work. You know, when their future is five more years from now, it's like, then, <laughs> then you're dead. Like, like that's all you have to look for. I did my job. Yeah, it's like, I fucking, this is my job. Like, my, let's, we're, we're looking forward to the future. The future, your future is three years and then you fucking croak. And then everyone else is just like, okay, well, we're fucked. 
I agree. I and I'm it's... not saying that everybody that is on those panels right now is in the same mindset. Like, I'm, I'm sure there are people that are qualified, but it's like when the average age of everybody on Congress and on the Supreme Court and shit is fucking 65. Like, come on, dude. Like, we have to we have to get smarter and we have to move towards the future and moving towards the future doesn't include a bunch of old people living in the past and that's my opinion this podcast is a this is a strange podcast we got going we're talking a lot of political we got a lot of negative fucking energy at the beginning this is this is an interesting one we got here boys and girls this is a unique is it this is probably going to be one of our most unique podcasts because i mean like what fucking Biden gets sworn in next Wednesday, so we won't cover this again. We probably won't cover it on Tuesday, so yeah. I mean, it's it is weird. It's a weird time in American history, so I feel like we that, cover it more lightheartedly than that a van lot down of by the river sounds nicer every day. It's one of those oh, transformative no times in American history, to say the least. Like if. If this is hasn't been like a like a ten year kind of change period and growth period, I don't know what the fuck is. So, at that note, let's crack some beers. Yes, sir. Anybody got a good segue? Anyone got a better segue than what I just did? I thought your segue sounded really good. I think your segue would have been better if you rode in on a segue while giving your segue. Talking about Segways, do you guys know the own, the the founder of Segway died riding off a cliff on a Segway? No shit. He rode off a fucking cliff and died. Is that actually, is that actually accurate? Because if so, that is the best Look shit I've shit ever up. heard. Look that shit up. He was like a co-founder or the founder, one of the two, or a big big wig in Segway. How old is he? I fucking don't know. I heard on the radio the other day. I fucking heard on the radio. It's got to be true. Die for your beliefs. <laughs> And you know what we believe in? We believe in some beer. So tonight, we are reviewing Cheap from Oliphant Brewing Company. I'm guessing that's an IPA of some sorts. Yeah, we got it. It's a hazy IPA, and it has got a hazy, yeah, hazy IPA, and it's got no head. And we're also reviewing the Cherry Sour from Revelation Ale Works. Uh, also from Oliphant Brewing, we're reviewing the Anut. Anu tart. Uh, it's a raspberry sour. And yes. then from Goose Island, we got their classic IPA. Nice work. Good push. Dude, thank you. So we got a couple sours here. Um, I honestly, I know Bach, you usually go last, but I kind of want you to go first because of all I the issues you've been having with this. Yeah, I mean, we, we've already um, touched on it a little bit at the beginning of the podcast. Um, this thing is still like the yeast is still like activating in this beer. It's got no head anymore, but it's still like super active. You guys won't be able to see it through the camera. Um, but although that the the first and second experiences, the first especially, was not enjoyable for me, it does have a great flavor. Um, I just wish it went Mount Rushmore or not Mount Rushmore old faithful on me every time I opened up a can because it, it seems a little troublesome. Um, I still see the yeast on this. Like this was a freshly washed glass and the yeast is just infested the side of the glass. Um, but I, I'll give you guys the classic Bacca Jabbar gulp here with the mug. 
That's what we're all here for, baby. Oh, yeah. Look at that. There you go. And it's got a re- it's got a really smooth flavor. It's the it's the cherry sour from Revelation Aleworks. It's got it's got like the perfect amount of sour to it um, that you would that I would be looking for in a sour. I should say that's a a kettle soured ale with sweet cherries. Um, you definitely do get the cherry flavor off of it. It's six percent alcohol. Um, like I said, you do get the sour off of it, but it's like. Um, I've been, I've been too lenient on the beers, um, that I've been putting into my mini fridge because I noticed a lot of them that I don't actually, actually rebuy. So, um, I'm trying to lower my, um, I'm putting it into my mini fridge account. Like this That's your 2021 resolution. Uh, I can put that as one of them. Yes. Um, I would say like, I would definitely drink this beer again. Um, it was $18 for four of them, and, um, so far two of the four that I've tried have exploded pretty, pretty badly. Um, I don't know if it's a bad batch or what, but, um, it does have great flavor to it. I would, I would drink it again, but I don't think I will be putting it into my mini fridge, unfortunately. So basically when it's in my fridge, you'll be drinking. Like if, if I come over and I see a cherry sour in your fridge... You know, I'm going straight to the sink, opening that up, letting it explode and pouring it into my cup and going down my gullet. <laughs> like 100%. I'm disappointed because that, that can art and everything, I was hyped up. When you it, sent this on Tuesday, before we knew we were going to record on Thursday today, uh, I was like, oh, that looks fucking nice. And then just yeah, hearing, your, hearing yeah, your pain. It's 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 a really cool can. That's why actually it, I was going in there because they had two dollars off of all Drecker four packs, but it wasn't like any new Drecker. It was like old Drecker. I went to a different liquor store, so I'm like, I saw this one. It was eighteen bucks. I'm like, okay, I'll just send it, and it didn't disappoint me, but it didn't impress me. So I will try it again, but it will not go in my mini fridge. I like it. Well, I'm gonna roll into my sour next. So I got the Anu Tart. It's a raspberry kettle sour as well. Uh, this is from uh, Oliphant Brewing Company. Oliphant Brewing Company was one of the first ever ones that we reviewed because we reviewed their Chipotle beer, and then we also reviewed their like uh, James Bong Too High whatever beer that was yep. like a super dank sour. Yep. And yeah, yeah, and so those beers like were really impressive, and I'm not gonna lie, this one's pretty impressive too. Like this sour tastes so similar to um the brains sour or whatever the fuck it's called from drecker that i i mean if you gave me like a blind pour test i would probably think this was a drecker sour like that's how well they did it um it's not overly sour and the raspberry flavor comes through really well i think it's like this is a pretty good thing like, middle of the road sour where it's really just like fruited like uh berliner vice type of sour beer where it's not like super sour but it, it's still there um, and it's extremely thirst quenching, uh, for a sour beer. This is probably one of the better ones I've had. I think elephant brewing just kills sour beers. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. Uh, so this is going to be in my mini fridge if I find it again, <laughs> but I mean, it, it, I don't think I will. <laughs> it yeah, just, all, I mean, kind of rare to come by. Yeah. It's like in a, it's in a crowler too. Um, it's got cool artwork, you know. They they do their little characters on it that are all yeah, fucked like up that. and just awesome. I just like what they do. 
Um, but yeah, it's a really, really good sour. It's super effervescent and it uh, it's extremely drinkable. So it will be in my mini fridge if I can ever find it again. That can reminds me of something Coalfield would draw. Dude, Cole, I, oh my God. So for my fucking uh, uh, IPA that I'm making right now, the Skinny Spaceman, I, Cole like doodled one and it just, he knocked it out of the fucking park. Like, oh, it's awesome. Fields, you are a fantastic artist. You're just fucking talking my socks off now. Here, okay, I'll go, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go up next. So everybody obviously listening heard that I was, I've been pouring this beer out. That's, that's again, false accusations. I just was looking at the color. Which Allegedly. Is very, <laughs> nope, no, I'm sticking to my story. It's a very uh, light golden color. Um, it looks kind of like a McGolden, very clear, you know, like, so I, I, I like that color in a beer, you know, it's when you're drinking a beer and you want something just refreshing and like, you know, easy to drink. I always go for that golden light color. And this is, this is one of them. Um, right up front, it smells a little hoppy. Oh, I guess I haven't even told what I'm drinking. Even um, it's Goose Island IPA, um, 55 IBU, 5.9%. Um, good beer, and so it's like, it's definitely smells a little hoppy. Uh, when you drink it, it tastes exactly how you would expect an IPA to taste: uh, bitter, citrusy, uh, fruity up front for a slight period of time, and then definitely a bitter aftertaste. Um, the mouthfeel is, I would say, I would say it's light. It's light, medium, nothing too, too special there. But the carbonation is what I really enjoy about this beer. Like I think I said it before, back when I was doing Silver October, I was doing drinking a lot of bubblies. I like carbonation. I like that little, that that zing, you know, you get from that from carbonation. This beer has a good, a good carbonation, and just, it just I, I enjoy it. That's all I guess. That's all I'm saying. But um, overall good it, it 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 tastes grapefruity citrusy at the same time with the bitter after notes it's a good balanced beer i actually bought this a couple days ago or maybe a week ago and after i drank the first one i was like oh i like this beer so i looked it up and it doesn't have great reviews it has okay reviews um but i really enjoy it and I like what Bach was saying, where he's going to be a little tougher saying if the beers are going in his mini fridge or not. But I'm along those same lines. But this one, this one's going in. This one's going in the mini fridge. I I think this is a classic IPA. I don't know what it is about this, but I snapped Nick the first one I drank. I'm like, this is a fucking good ass beer. I enjoy this one. It's 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 what I'm looking for. It's a good, clean, refreshing, crisp, and balanced. I think is a good term to use, but. So this one is going in my mini fridge. And I just want to say that this is one of those beers that out of all the beers I've drank from my local gas station, this one is not expired. So that maybe that's a big <laughs> thing. Uh, I've been drinking a lot of expired beer and this one is not. So that could be a huge game changer. But uh, yep, yeah, it's going in my mini fridge. Goose Island IPA is one you could find basically anywhere. And it always tastes the same. So that's nice. Like a mass produced IPA is like mine is Lagunitas, and you can never just go wrong with it because you always know what the fuck you're gonna get. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think low reviews come on like untapped from people that are, you know, wanting more unique beer. But I think it's good too. I like Goose Island. Yeah. All right. Well, Nick, I'm kind of glad I was gonna get an Oliphant sour because I was like, you know, it's been a while since I've reviewed a sour. 
And uh, I happened to go to 99 Bottles like I always do every week. And they had a bunch of Oliphant Brewing. And they had a lot of really good-looking sours. Yep. They had, like, oddly, I think they had maybe, uh, I think they had an Imperial Stout. No, they didn't have, they had a, maybe a Stout and IPA and then, like, four or five sours. So it was kind of like, goddamn, maybe I'll have to get a sour. But I'm glad I didn't because you got not only Oliphant Brewing but an Oliphant Sour. So uh, I did get Oliphant. And I have cheap is what it's called. It is a double dry hopped hazy IPA with cryo mosaic and cryo citra hops. And it is uh, Ooh, dope. it is packed with flavor. It is really lingering hops that also hit you in the face right away. But sadly, the flavor-packed hops are not the flavors that I would want in a flavor in a in a hoppy beer because it is pretty hoppy, and they do linger. They do sit on your tongue. They sit and kind of coat your mouth, um, which just for me isn't what I enjoy. But I could I could really see anyone who who really likes lingering hops that they would really like this. It's got that piney, earthy flavor. Um, kind of like a, uh, you know, uh, it's, I think I explained this with another beer that was really, um, earthy, but it's like waking or it's like a foggy camping trip beer. Like that's how I'd explain it. It'd be if you're, if you're camping and it got a little foggy and you got some pine trees around you, this is what you're going to be drinking. Cause it, it tastes like the nature around you. And, uh, and it's, I mean, it's well done. I, there's nothing that really sticks out that like shouldn't belong it's just not my flavor profile that I appreciate. So for me personally, it's not going to be going in my mini fridge. But I mean, overall, Oliphant has has done a well, has done a good job. Um, they they do well on their on their beer, like Nick said. I have yet to be disappointed. I'm not disappointed in this. It's just not, it's just not my flavor profile that I that I look for in a beer. So uh, that right. is the only reason it's not going in my mini fridge. I like it. Cryo hops are dope, though. So nobody can take away from my cryo hops. Six <laughs> I found this uh, yeast recently that uh, is called Philly Philly Sour Yeast. And mm. all you have to do is just, like, pitch it, and just sprinkle it over, and it sours the beer and does everything all on its own. That's kind of dope as hell. Let's but. never forget when Cole Lawrence said, yeah, I hate guys named the same name as me. Let's fucking never forget that. <laughs> Did I say that? You fuck. You said, yeah, I hate when someone's like around me that has. I do the remember same that. I do remember that. I fucking hate it. I'm like, oh no, I'm that, sounds, over- that sounds exactly like me because I because I don't like that because then I don't yeah. know if someone's talking to me. That was or, on or po- that was recorded on podcast. So I hate if Nichols are around me. I hate that too because yeah, no one puts yeah. emphasis on the Nick. It's just it's, it's the exact same thing like four episodes ago. I'm, yeah, I don't yeah, know if I I, I I don't know if I've met a nice Nicole in my life though. I'm trying to I'm think. Nice Nicole. Like, Nicole Kidman's okay. Not like somebody that I've actually met. I know a nice Nicole. Her name I can't put throw her whole name out there. She is her name Nicole. Yes. Her name Whoa. Nicole. Great lady. Great lady. You'd love her. I know. <laughs> hey, I actually. My first crush ever in second grade's name was Nicole. 
Was it because it was a close name as yours? No. She was she sure? was kind of a tomboy, and we got along a lot because she played sports, and that's all I did, and that's kind of where we hit it off. In, in gonna... second grade? Damn. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say yeah. something inappropriate. But... Yeah, I know, and then I got glasses, and I was embarrassed to wear glasses in second grade, and uh, somehow she learned that I had a crush on her, so I avoided her. And never wore my glasses because I was embarrassed. <laughs> double, double with A glasses and B her knowing that I had a crush on her. And straight up just absolutely broke my heart because when she told me when she told me she found out I had a crush on her, she said it grossed her out. Oh. <laughs> which is brutal. Which is brutal. And you with never... that, that wraps up the brew review again tonight. We were cheap. Double dry up IPA from Olive and Brewing Company, the Cherry Sour from Revelation Ale Works, the IPA from Goose Island Brewing Company, and then the Anu Tart. Uh, it's a raspberry sour from Olive and Brewing Company as well. We are only one, two for three in our mini fridge tonight. So 50 50 split. Three. Do we have three? Mass off. You rather. Mass off, mass off, math, up. math is off. Jeff is off there. Before we we can't end the segment when you say two for three. There's four people two for here. four. Two for four. Fifty percent. <laughs> okay, there we go. Math's back on. <laughs> Math's back on. Uh, I do have a would you rather. Um, would you rather never be afraid again, or never feel grief, or never feel apathy, or never feel physical pain again? Say it so, one more time. You, so so would you never feel fear? grief, apathy, or physical pain again for the rest of your life? Oh, dude. those That's a tough question because each of those feelings, even if they're bad, have they're a strong, have a, have a is, positive impact in your life. It yeah, can have a positive impact. I, I agree. When you say pain, is it all pain or is it just physical pain? Like mental and physical? Phys- or just Physical. Just physical. Okay. Physical. So apathy... Grief, pain. Isn't apathy the lack of feeling? So you're saying, would you rather? No, apathy is concern. Lack, apathy. Yeah, lack of Here, interest here's or that. Concern. I actually pulled up apathy in case we had questions. It's, it's a lack of those feelings, but it isn't the th- same thing as depression. Though it can be hard to tell the two conditions apart. So it's just a lack of feelings. Yeah. So, ap- so would you rather have no feelings? That, that doesn't make sense. Well. Apathy is the lack of feelings, right? Lack of emotion. No, just the lack of enthusiasm. Like you don't like it you feel sadness or anger, but it's like rather feel than feeling these emotions, you don't feel much of anything. Yeah. Well, so, some days it's like super necessary to have apathy. Right. Because you feel nothing. So you so instead of feeling nothing, you'd feel everything all the time. That sounds awful. Yeah. Apathy is the worst one. Apathy is the one is I'm keeping. Apathy or empathy? Apathy. I would no, say. I'm asking I, Bach, though. Is it what? A or E? A. Apathy. Okay, Bach. Sorry, one last time. So we, I got the three down. What's the fourth? There's apathy, fear, pain, and what else? Grief. Grief. Apathy, fear, pain, and grief. God, that's a fucking tough that's one. A tough man. one. I had to hit you guys with something you could think about for once. Yeah, that is a tough one because so here, here's I'm gonna throw my my opinion out there. Maybe when I talk, when I like explain it out loud, I'll I'll figure out my answer. But I don't want to do lack of fear because I think that 
I, I don't know. I think all of them kind of keep you grounded. But I don't want to be... I want to be scared of things. Because, like, if you're not scared of, like... I don't know, like, the potential of, like... I don't know, your one of your loved ones dying. You know? Then you're just kind of like, oh, whatever. But then that's also the apathy. So, I don't want to do... I don't want to just be fearless. But... I definitely don't want to not feel grief because if I do something that is not right, I want to feel like I did something wrong, you know? So I don't want to do that. Dude, it's probably got to be the apathy one because although pain, well, physical pain would be kind of cool to not feel, but I feel you like would you like push absolutely your push yourself to the limit and die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I feel you like guys, you push your limits. Have you guys seen the there's people who have like that certain genetic disorder or whatever, where they can't feel pain. Right. And like, yeah. especially when they're babies, like they have to wear like God. Cause like they scratch their pupils out. Cause they don't feel it. They just keep scratching and shit like that. That fucking sucks. Right. I think, I don't know. I feel like I'd rather, uh, this is tough because if you don't feel grief, then you're like always completely apathetic in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of, it's kind of like a, th- four corners you know of like that are all related in a certain way almost i think i think out of all of them like the ones that make you probably the most human are like grief pain and fear being apathetic probably is the least human characteristic the only thing is that when you think there, if you're if you're saying you're never gonna be apathetic, that means you're always interested in like whatever, like whatever's in front of you. So but that like, would be like if you're like an empath, a- empath, 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 empath. So like empaths generally don't have like an apathetic bone in their body. So that, yeah, but like that. Imagine how much like how tired you'll be just always invested in everything you're enthusiastic about everything you're interested you're like you're all in like there's never a time where you can just chill because like i feel like that's like the main characteristic of being apathetic is like you're just chilling you're like i don't care what happens like i'm just chilling like you can never be you chill you're all in Uh, yeah see i would I, i think that's the i think that's the right answer in my opinion i think that's the way to go, though, is because that, although that can be a blessing and a curse, I think it's it's the lesser of all the of all the evils. Because to be, if you're like constantly into something, like you'd be probably a very good worker because you want you're very interested in your work and you want to do good in your work. Um, but With then the that lack sucks of apathy, I guarantee you die by suicide. Yeah, like you can never chill out. You just be it's, always. It, that's, it, it, and you're that's like at, super bleak, but like I just you're running at 110 percent all the time. So that's what okay, that's what I'm doing. See, I don't think so. I just I, I know people who are very. Uh, I guess I, I don't personally know them. I'm just I'm thinking. Is it, <laughs> so you're making people I, up? Now. No, no, I'm not making them up. I'm just thinking <laughs> of people who like wake up extremely early, go to bed fairly late don't get much sleep and they're always just cooking and they're and they're fine you know like yeah but the thing is you don't know them so are they fine you have no idea you just yeah, said I, that i'm i'm strictly thinking like kevin hart like that guy works and works and works constantly he's doing shit he's doing shit with family he's doing shit with sponsors he's doing shit with movies he's doing shit with comedy like, i think the thing about that is like 
the people I know that do that, and, and Cole knows this specific person very well, um, he is extremely apathetic when it comes to real life things. But when it comes to work, he's not. Yes. Yes. See, that's a, that's different. Like there, you, do you have know to who have I'm a talking about. Are you, when you said Cole, you're talking to me, right? Yeah, you know. I'm yeah, I know about. exactly what you're talking okay. about. Okay. Like he okay. works a lot. He he works until one or two in the morning, and then wakes up at six and goes to work. That's the thing. And, like you're talking about Kevin Hart. Like he's always grinding, but like, like when you go day to day, do you actually know what Kevin Hart's family thinks about him? Like, do they actually love that he's working nonstop? Do they love? No, that? it's not. Not even that he's working. I'm saying he's like, like, he just does a lot of shit. Like it's not all work. Like a lot of it, it, it is, is all work, work though, because he he films everything he does. He produces everything. His family time is produced. Everything's fucking produced. Everything he does, he has to talk about it. Is that not all fucking work? Think, but then when I he does if, have time, when he does have time with his family, he makes sure that he's with his family. Because there are people that spend more time with their family, but they're not really with their family. You know, they'll be with their family, but they'll be sitting on their phones for an hour. While the thing they, is, like, how do you know he is with his family? Because he says it. Like, documentaries, how do you know? baby. Documentaries. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, that's work. A documentary is no, work. That's money-producing tool. Kevin Hart tells his life story through his stand-ups, and you can see his clear life progression through his first stand-up to where he's at now. And all he talks, the main thing he talks about is his family, and like you can see that. I don't know. I don't know. I, where I'm I getting think, with this, I think but... Kevin. I think I think this is a bad example because I know where Cole's trying to get to with this Kevin Hart thing. And I think, like, Kevin Hart's probably, like, actually, truly the person he says. I know what you're trying to get to, though, Cole. Or Fields. I, I, I do know what you're trying to get to. I think, for me, uh, it, this is a tough one, but I think I'd probably take out grief out of all of this. Um, without grief, like, you're able to kind of make, like, very bold decisions um, without necessarily caring about the outcomes and in but some you cases, you still have fear, though. You could you, you're saying the same thing if you take out fear. Well, um, not I necessarily think, because I think, I think grief... there needs to be some things you fear while you're making those bold decisions, but you can't necessarily grieve the loss. You won't grieve the loss of like that decision, and you're also not like, <sighs> dude. Grief is probably you're... one of the most human characteristics there is I, to I mourn. Think it's here, like mourning. Be, I think grief would be one of the last ones I would yeah, choose. Yeah, I think that's the last one to take. That. Has, everybody, has everybody answered? I, I haven't answered. I'm trying to like introspectively think either. about like who I kind of am, and I don't think I really grieve much. much like, I, well, so that's why I no. like I understand, because you really don't like grieve a ton. Like You actually don't feel bad for a lot of shit that some people would feel pretty bad about. But yeah, like, like, so like introspectively, really I'm thinking like, and you want to feel nothing. It, it's just like I'm, I'm. It's not that I don't don't feel anything. It's just that like me as a person, like right now, like I get over things pretty quick. I know exactly what you're saying, but like, this like, there's important people in your life. Like, yeah. I know that for a fact. Like, if someone, one of those people died, you'd rather like if you got rid of grief, you'd you would have no choice to feel nothing. But you'd feel nothing. And that is like the most the most human characteristic is to feel sadness and happiness. It's like both extremes, right? Yeah, so you'd rather true. feel never feel the grief of like let's say like your your favorite fucking person in the world dies, okay? And mm. it's just like you'd feel nothing, and you're you'd want to feel nothing. I feel like I would want to feel the sadness because it like the person 
I guess, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I All I've tried to do is basically, like, look at this list and, and be like, what are the things that I have the strongest? See, I think it's fear, though. I think it's because it's, it's fear, but, like, at the same time, it's not – in my in my perception of the question is you can still understand fear but you don't feel it yourself right so you still know the consequences of every choice you take so you know like this could lead to your death like instead of being scared you just know it because it's like oh this like you can be rational about it That's but you wouldn't feel you wouldn't feel the fear itself so i'm picking so fear. like if you don't have grief you can still feel sad yeah but but that makes you a robot because robots know what grief should feel like, right? Like you, you could program a robot to like say the right things. That's a, that's a serial killer. That's Dexter. You know, like mm-hmm. you know what to feel in the griefing situations. I feel like fear is just a better, in my own opinion. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I guess I see that. I think I, for just like conversation's sake, I have to stick with grief at this point. But I do think fear is the better choice. But. I think I have to stick with grief because I think that is something that I have the least amount of already. Right. That's fair. Um, I'm actually going to say grief as well. Um, I just want to let you guys know this is my answer before anybody start talking. Um, you know, everyone's pissed off at me now. I'm, I'm fucking bandwagoning on the fucking fear train. But, um, like, to be real with you guys, I, I come from a family that has a history of an ex history of anxiety and i thought like i was okay like all through college all through everything like it's cool i I never had anxiety or anything like that but like especially during like this covid lockdown and stuff where i can't go out and i can't hang out with my friends and everybody's gone we're not in college anymore I, i have had the anxiety creep up a lot more than usual hence me being holding a, a fucking pocket knife in my hand for the people below me to come kill me during this episode. Like, I like I have anxiety. So if you eliminate fear, you eliminate that anxiety. Um, it allows me to um, go Are into you things. Are fear eliminating? Uh, uh... I, I associate anxiety with fear. But you you didn't say fear, though. You said what Nick said. What is it? What a... No, I didn't say um, grief. You Did you not say grief? No. You sure? I said fear, and I'm agreeing with you, and don't call me a bandwagon for it is what I said. Shit, man. I, I gotta listen, I'll listen back to it. Okay, continue on. My bad. I, well, yeah, so anyways, I'm picking fear. Um, due to the anxiety that I've, I've experienced this last year, it's not fun. Um, if I eliminated fear from my life, I'd be able to do a lot more things that I know I can do, but the fear holds me back per se so like without that fear it's like i can i maybe could really read like maybe i have some bad situations but like at least i try like you know like i i'm giving it my all like i'm going there full confidence i'm not scared of i'm not scared of denial i'm not scared of losing anything i'm not scared of failing right so then i think easy answer for me would be fear maybe now that i'm thinking about it i'm thinking about it like i was like introspectively I have grief less, but maybe I'm thinking about like all of the things that I could probably tackle or is everything but grief. If I were to feel grief extremely hard, I feel like I could get over fear. I can get over pain. I can get over like apathy. But like if you feel grief very, very strongly, that might derail you for a while. Maybe that's like 
why I just so don't feel grief. You're trying to avoid it. So I, yeah, yeah, maybe that's actually why. Now that Bach was kind of explaining it like that. Thank you, Bach. You are now my you are now my counselor. No, Bach. I give you, I give words of wisdom every week for a reason, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking Very love true. that. I love that answer, Bach. I love that answer. Thank you. That was a good question. That was a good conversation. That boys. was tough, man. That was a really hard one. That, that was really that one really got me thinking. I like that one. That one was really really good. That was probably your best one you had so far because it, it it wasn't just like a fantasy question. It was like a real like let's right. think about it, like fucking get down to our emotionals. We, we this is an emotional political fucking negative happiness everything we got in this podcast. This is the fucking podcast of the year. <laughs> yeah, the, the four the four things that you you threw in there were like. All things that have went in this podcast. <laughs> That's so true. That's the fucking title of the fucking episode. Fear was fear, grief, apathy, and pain. pain. I got them written down just in case I had to use them. You know them. what? I feel pain every time I watch the Timberwolves. Fuck the Timberwolves. You make me fucking so sad. Do you know what I feel pain? When I cannot figure out the fucking word of the week. Lawrence? I'm glad you. I'm glad you asked that because I just clicked the button to listen to how it's pronounced. Ready? Oh, it's a fresh word, huh? Is it brand new? It doesn't even know how to pronounce it here. Let, let me do it again here. Way close to the mic. It, it's hard, man. It's it's fast and it's quiet, so I get it right up there. Ready? <laughs> just how close I put it. Ready? Duende. Duende. Again. It is spelt D-U. One more time. Hold on. Duende. D-U-E-N-D-E. D-U-E-N-D-E. Duende. D-U-E-N-D-A. D-U-E-N-D-E. I think I said A that whole time. Is it is it yeah. a part of like the English language? Like these English yeah. words. <laughs> yep. Duende. Duende. Sounds like a fucking name. I'm I'm gonna say it has something to do with like music, like a staccato or something like that. Like that that's the direction I go to when I hear that word. Yeah, that's a good guess. It's, it's that's like a good like a crescendo. I, I, I completely see why you why you would think that. I'll I'll say that. So what he's saying is that strong. is when boys go in a different direction. That is duende is when like you find inner peace inside you. So like your heart expands three times its normal length like like the Grinch and like so I would say the Grinch is experiencing Duende because he's experiencing love emotion all the positivity of the world and it's just like it's just inside you it's like a burning soul as Duende 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 I think it's Duende Duende no it's D-U-E-N-D-E D-U- <laughs> okay, so duende is a um Okay, perfect. So that you should is definitely do that every time. It, that uh, is a dance that uh they do in New Orleans on uh New Year's Eve or during Mardi Gras. They do the duende and they're you know, they got the trumpets in the background, they got the saxophones, they're playing jazz and they're they're dancing to the duende, and then they're going to do a little bit of crawfish boil and shit like that at the end. Crawfish. All right. Um, believe it or not, the the closest, I mean, nobody was super close, 
but if the closest was actually Mr. Fields. Um, it was the Grinch. <laughs> the Grinch, baby. <laughs> not, not the Grinch. Don't involve the Grinch. But a uh, a quality of passion and inspiration. The power to attract through personal magnetism and charm. Look at so that. So the the sentence is: even as a child, she had an unmistakable duende that attracted the attention of all passerby. So that's just like chutzpah. It's like when somebody's got a little bit of chutzpah, you know they they're, they're the real deal. Yeah, yeah, I know. So duende is 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 just uh, a uh, I guess attractive, magnetic, passion, and inspiration person. It's so when it's you like, got it going on, huh? You got the charisma. You yeah. Got- you, yeah. She's got one day. You got duende. I hope to ascend, ascend the duende ladder. You keep throwing this extra E in there that doesn't need to be. Do you, do you, do you, Cole, do you end day field? Once Cole stops dropping that fucking E, he's ascended the duende ladder. He's done. <laughs> Call me do you end day. Oh, Fair man. Enough. Well, guys, that wraps up. Unless you had something else. I just want to say that the Hardenless, Wallless, Gordonless Rockets beat the Spurs tonight, one hundred nine to one hundred five, just now. Out, out. See, Wolves would never. Wolves would never do that. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that wraps up episode forty-three of Booze and Banter. Again, we reviewed uh, the cheap double dry hopped IPA from Alfin Brewing Company. Uh, we also reviewed. The Cherry Sour from Revelation Ale Works, the IPA from Goose Island Brewing Company, and then Anu Tarts. It's a raspberry sour from Olivent Brewing Company as well. Fields, let's hear what you got to say. Fuck Samuel Adams. And Baca, some words of wisdom. Remember that life is just a slide back and forth between loving and leaving, remembering and forgetting, holding on. And letting go. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Everybody go out and find a person that has some duende this week and just cling right on to them. They're going to be bringing great things to your life in 2021. Good night. Duende.